1: What's good, LL Nation? Happy, happy Friday, man. For the Culture Friday right here, Lucky Lefty Podcast. We are brought to you and featuring Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. Left, just got off a call and immediately got called in to do diaper duties. So he's going to be joining us he's going to be joining us momentarily man
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: We know the big news of the day, right? And we were tempted to jump on last night and actually do a show. And we held off because Left wanted to go through some film and really check in on Sam Hartman, who has transferred to the University of Notre Dame uh, officially on yesterday. So he can come down, uh, come on today and give the breakdown. Um, he's going to have some good things to say. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to be the Scrooge today. I'm not going to be the Scrooge because of Sam Hartman, in my opinion of him as a football player. But I'm going to be the Scrooge today because of you, Notre Dame fans. I think we need to relax. I I think a lot of people are, are putting this young man in a position to be a savior at Notre Dame, and that's not who he is. So we need to relax. This move isn't enough. It's about two or three other moves that need to be made to really give Notre Dame a chance to win a championship. Notice I said win a championship. I did not say make it to the college football playoffs. We've done that. We've done that. Every coach since Lou Holtz has either made it to a college football playoff, a national championship, or a BCS Slash NY6 Bowl. Every coach is up one. And that's Tyrone Willingham. Getting to the dance at Notre Dame can be done. Competent coaches can get to the dance at Notre Dame. We haven't won the dance. We haven't been the prom king at the dance since 1988. It's been a long time since we've been the prom king of college football. We're talking about winning it. And I'm seeing all types of stuff. <laughs> people talking about getting, size, you know, getting sized up for rings. It's like, relax, relax, relax. It's almost the same thing we said about Drew Pine. Like, yo, relax, when people are saying he's the reason. He's the reason Notre Dame has turned things around. It's like, OK, relax, relax. He's not that dude. You don't want to do that to him. And before Lev comes in, I think we are in a situation where, before, before I'm sorry, let's start it off all wrong. I'm going to jump into Sam Hartman, but I want to make sure that uh, we are extremely thankful for what has happened and the updates that we receive about DeMar Hamlin and how he's improved. He Facetime with his teammates today. I think that is amazing. He's breathing on his own. That's absolutely amazing. Um, people, doctors that I know are amazed at the young man's recovery because he had gone over four minutes, over four minutes without blood flow to the brain. And those of you know, if you go that long without blood flow to the brain, there's a, there's a great chance that it's going to be brain damage and for everything to be going the way it is man fantastic everyone that sent prayers and positive thoughts we appreciate you um and i'm sure the family appreciates you then uh the news came down about former arkansas running back former nfl running back peyton hillis in an attempt to uh, save his children from uh drowning um ended up in critical condition himself and um, just sad news. So once again, um, send your thoughts and prayers to the, the Hillis family um, for his recovery. And yeah, I can only imagine like as a parent, I know I would, I would give my life as well, but hopefully this will not be a situation where Peyton Hillers had to give his life for his children and he can make a full recovery and to be able to enjoy them growing up and being a father. So, I just wanted to say that. And what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about Sam Hartman when Lev jumps on, he's going to give the breakdown of the scouting report. Yesterday, don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, follow us, Lucky Lefty Podcast, smash that like button. After you do that, hit the notification bell. Every time we post something, or every time we go live, you'll know. Greatly appreciate you. Apple Podcast, Spotify, all of our great content over at CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. So we're going to talk about Sam Hartman today. We're going to break him down. And we're going to talk about how he impacts the offense. We touched on it a little bit yesterday because our show ended right before the announcement became official. So we talked about the dominoes and how things would fall in the quarterback room in anticipation of the news coming out on yesterday. And then when it finally did, we posted that. And then we're going to dig a little bit deeper into it once left gets on. But it's amazing to see how enthusiastic. Like, I'm not saying don't be enthusiastic about Sam Hartman transferring another day. By all means, be enthusiastic. When you look at the numbers, um, the numbers don't lie, right? He's top five in passes down the field over 10 yards. Doesn't have an extremely strong arm. He has an average arm, but he has a way to be accurate on passes down the field. He had tall wide receivers. Notre Dame has tall wide receivers. You know, he had a game where against Louisville that's tough. If you just go look at the breakdown of the possessions possessions in the second half, he had a tough game. He had a tough game. And honestly, the task put before him is we're bringing you in here to beat the good teams. Like, you're not – Notre Dame can beat their schedule. They can beat their schedule. They can win 10 games. Right. They ended up winning nine games this year. We understand Stanford unforgivable. Right. And Sam Hartman's quarterbacking. They probably don't lose to Stanford. Right. They probably don't lose to Marshall. But. That look, I put that on the feet. I put that at the feet of the people that recruited that quarterback room. Right. And this is what I would like to say. How many transfer quarterbacks have won national championships? One. And I don't think Sam Hartman is on that level of the one. He's not that type. He's not that dude. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not. He's Really good quarterback, but he's not Joe Burrow. And this is why I'm saying this. And I said this when we had Coach Carl Reed on. And he disagreed, and he pointed out what Lincoln Riley was able to do at Oklahoma. And Lincoln Riley hasn't won a national championship. And I don't want to talk about getting to the dance. I want to win it. I want Notre Dame to win it. And you win it by going out, recruiting quarterbacks, and developing them. There's nothing more important than that. Clemson does it. Alabama does it, right? Georgia does it, right? Stetson Bennett went there, left, came back. You have to be able to recruit and develop at the quarterback position to win national championships for the most part, for the most part, right? But he does bring that you can see in the four quarterbacks that made the college football playoff this year is leadership, toughness, and resiliency. That's something that I think is going to bode well. He's had to see on his chest for three years. So in tough moments against tough teams, you like having him in the huddle. You absolutely like having him in the huddle. That's going to be beneficial. This is going to be great. And make spring football even better. That's another point that I want to make. Spring football is going to be incredible. Like Chancey Stuckey and his wide receivers have to be ecstatic. Not just because of Sam Hartman. Because what we saw from Tyler Buckner and him getting better as a quarterback, you're going to have two really good quarterbacks. You're going to have two good quarterbacks helping those wide receivers get better and giving them opportunities, right? So the group that Sam Hartman's working with, they're going to get better. The group that Tyler Buckner's working with, they're going to get better. There is no drop. I mean, look, that's a beneficial, that's beneficial for the offense as a whole. Ones and twos should be able to work with good quarterback play in practice. That's a benefit quarterback room got better then you have your youngster kenny minchie coming in and i know already know why do you always overlook steve angelic because steve angelic let's be honest he eventually might end up being the odd man out he just may be but it's up to him he might surprise and he might hold off kenny minchie heck he might even hold off cj carr when he gets here he might be the guy that eventually wins a as a quarterback at Notre Dame. Who knows, it's up to those young guys. They put in the work. But I think overall, from a preparation standpoint, elevation of the wide receivers, this move is greater than just being better on Saturdays at 2.30 p.m., or Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. This means a hell of a lot in the months of March, April, and up to the blue and gold game, and into the fall. It means a heck of a lot. A heck of a lot. So from a statistical standpoint, you cannot argue what Sam Hartman means to Notre Dame offensively. Can't argue that. Can't argue that. I think, and I've I've spoken on this, I think one of the most ridiculous and disrespectful things that was done was – Sam Hartman's picture being put out there in the first half of the Gator Bowl. It's like, dude, you could have waited three hours for that if that's what you wanted to do. You could have done it. And I'm glad Tyler Buckner turned the game around in spite of the mistakes he made and ended up being Gator Bowl MVP and showed the resiliency that he did. So I think we're doing we're doing Sam Hartman a disservice if we're expecting him to come in and be the savior to deliver a national championship. We're doing him a disservice. Matter of fact, I'll go a step further. Heck, I think we're going to do more for Sam Hartman than he's going to do for us. Because I still feel like there are two or three other things that need to be done to secure a national championship at Notre Dame in 2023. But Sam Hartman has an opportunity to go from a fifth or sixth round pick. I talked to my man Ryan Roberts last night after his day down in San Antonio at the All-American Bowl. And I said, Double R, what's the reports on him coming back? Because I've heard from a couple of people connected to the Bears. And he was like, uh fifth round, sixth round. And I said, you know what, with a good season, because I expect him to throw for over thirty-five hundred. Notre Dame hasn't had a quarterback throw for over thirty-five hundred yards in a while. So I said, hey, if he throws for thirty five hundred yards, thirty five hundred to four thousand. How do you see that playing out for him with draft? He said he throws from a fifth, sixth-round pick, probably up to a second, third-round pick because of Notre Dame being in a pro-style offense. He's never been in a pro-style offense, so he will have proven to the scouts that he can do and produce, what he can do and produce in a pro-style offense, which is going to be huge for him. It changes the narrative on him. See, it's not just about what Sam Hartman does for Notre Dame. This is also about what Notre Dame does for Sam Hartman. Because if we dig into this, and I think Brian Driscoll did a great job chronicling this, but Malik talked about it, right? Malik said the Notre Dame football program in that quarterback room is like a Malibu beachfront property to quarterbacks in college football. Did he not say that about a month ago? He said every quarterback that jumps in the portal wants Notre Dame malik said that he said every quarterback in the portal is going to contact notre dame and from everything that we're hearing that's exactly what happened that's exactly what happened there is no position that was more attractive than the quarterback position at notre dame people understand the value of that position they understand the business value of that position they understand historically is recognized as one of the most popular positions in all of college football. They understand that. They understand that. So Sam Hartman is coming in, and he's going to benefit. What is he going to benefit from? A hell of a running game. A hell of an offensive line. Wide receivers coming in via the transfer portal. Top five wide receiver class coming in in the 23 recruiting class. And some returning receivers that can produce with elevated quarterback play. You saw that in the Gator Bowl. You saw that. So the expectation is with increased with a quarterback like Hartman coming in, they'll make even more plays. Why? Because they have those capabilities. They have those capabilities. What does this do for Tommy Reese? What does this do for Tommy Reese? LL question of the day. After this, does Tommy Reese have any more excuses? Is this a season where you feel like there is no excuse for Notre Dame not to average 38 points per game or more? No more excuses for Tommy Reese and the Notre Dame offense. 38 points a bus. Is that the way you're feeling? I know that's the way I'm feeling right now. Like, I don't want to hear anything else. 38 points a bust. That's it. 38 points a bust. You have the running game, you have the offensive line, you have the weapons, and you have a quarterback that this fan base, this quarterback star fan base is ecstatic. Raring to go. Ryan Loftus, man, I can't tell you. Man, if I saw consistently, weekly, 300 yards per game through the air, I I don't do. I, I might think I'm dreaming. 300 yards per game through the air at Notre Dame? I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming, Charlie Lloyd. Look, Charlie, 38 will be easy now. Hey, we're all we all feel like yeah, it it should be. It should be. We just watched Tyler put up 45 with three turnovers. Right, next year, regardless of the opponent, 40, easy especially against the good teams, right? Like we're watching Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, J.J. McCarthy putting up 40 against good teams. Now we have Sam Hartman. That's not unreasonable. I don't think that's unreasonable, Irish fans, at all. We should feel good. Now that's the one thing I agree with that I'm ecstatic about. That this offense should be able to put up. I'll raise it a little bit. I said 38. They should be able to put up 40 points per game. Yes. They should be able to put up 40 points per game. And if the defense continues to hold teams below what they normally average. Which is what the Irish defense did with Al Golden. I think with the anomaly that was Caleb Williams in USC, that bodes well. That bodes well. That bodes well. But if you're talking about getting 300 yards per game through the air and you add in 150 to 170 on the ground weekly, you're talking about, man, approaching 500 yards of offense Per game. Per game. That's crazy. And that's why we titled today, It's a New Day at Notre Dame. We could really be on the precipice of experiencing a new day at Notre Dame. 300 yards per game through the air? Man, that harkens back to the Charlie Weiss days with Brady Quinn. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic that the quarterback room has elevated. For two reasons. I think we've seen Tyler buckner get better. That's fantastic. We have Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, coming down the pipeline. It's fantastic. We bring Sam Hartman in with his experience, something we didn't have in that quarterback room. Big game experience. Ability to make plays down the field at key moments. Bodily important. Something we were missing. That elevates that room. And when you elevate that quarterback room, the wide receivers get better. Not just on Saturdays, but their preparation gets better. Their opportunities in the preparation gets better. That's something that hasn't been there at Notre Dame. Something that hasn't been there. You're going to have a hotly contested. I don't know what has been promised, what has been spoken about in meetings, but I said this yesterday. Tyler Butner isn't just about to hand the job over. He's the incumbent. In his mind, I point to my cheek. <laughs> in his mind, that's his job. That's his job and his mind. And he should feel like, look, you're going to have to take this from me. He should feel like, yo, you're going to have to take this from me. And I fully expect him to feel like that. I feel he's the wild card in this entire thing. He's the wild card. Because we just assume... In a quarterback battle, that Tyler Buckner doesn't have value. Tyler Buckner can do certain things for the offense that Sam Hartman cannot do. It's point blank. He can do certain things for the offense that Tyler Buckner or that Sam Hartman cannot do. That doesn't make him a better quarterback at this moment. But I'm just saying, he's not about to sit back and just say, okay, Sam Hartman, you transferred in. Let me start going through the uh, white pages of all colleges in Division I football to see where I might end up. Tyler Buckner's not doing that. He's not doing that. Now, what happens after the spring and the competition in the fall, who knows? But as for now, He's not about to just hand the keys over. He's not. We've seen how resilient the kid is. I expect him to continue to do that. I continue to expect him to go out there, compete, and fight. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Hit us up on YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Hit the like button. Let everybody know. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. I've spoken my piece about the enthusiasm surrounding Sam Hartman transferring in. Now I turn it over to the illustrious Lucky himself, Malik Zaire, to give you the breakdown of Sam Hartman coming in to that quarterback room in Notre Dame and telling you what he adds offensively and what he helps Tommy Reese be able to do and develop in developing the offense. Left, the floor is all yours, bro. I, I went on my rant. That's right. Because I'm like y'all, we doing a little bit too much, anointing this dude the savior like that. That's I understand. There's room for happiness, but we got to do some other things as well to secure a national championship.
3: There's definitely there's definitely uh, excitement. That comes with Sam Harmon. I think his jersey number choice and and the, and the beard and all that gave me too much true pine vibes. <laughs> I probably would have said, "Look, baby, going with a different number." I know you like ten all your life, but ten right now is is like it's like the scarlet number, uh, scarlet letter red. But man, I think there is like we talked a little bit about yesterday. That there's a good, there's a win-win situation for us because we have Tyler Buckner and Sam Hartman, both guys. Mm-hmm. We all believe are very capable of continuing the expectation of still keeping the boat afloat of being a ten-win team. I think they both have the ability to do that. However, I'm not quite sure Sam Hartman is quite the Alabama beater, the Georgia beater of the world either. I think Tyler Buckner has a higher ceiling for it, and I think he has more talent, but I think Tyler Buckner needs a season or at least eight games to really get under his belt of staying healthy, number one, but also being able to polish some of the decision-making he has in the game. Like he said in the interview, he's just going out there running plays. He don't care if there's three seconds left on the clock right before half, right in the first drive. It doesn't matter. He's like, what's what's the next play? That's good and bad. He needs to be a little more situationally aware, especially looking back on some of those turnovers, which were unneeded, unenforced errors. There's no reason to uh, have to force the ball to the play design, knowing that we're up seven going in the score. You could take the easy check down or not throw it at all, right? So I think some of that stuff has has to play with game maturity. But I also think situationally in football politics, why would you bring a guy in if this is your guy of the future? If you liked so much of what he did in the bowl game, why are you bring another guy in? Tyler mentioned it earlier in the press conferences. He knew they was bringing a guy in. He probably suggested it. <laughs> the way he talked about it, he probably was like, Tommy, look, I think you need to hit that transfer portal you know, spruce the room up a little bit. Spruce it up. Like, you know, get it, shake it up for me because I'm too bored or something. But you know what? Because he was way too
1: comfortable with that, with that. Let me let me throw this in there, Lev. I think Tyler said that because he wanted to smoke. <laughs> yeah. I think Tyler's yeah, that type of dude. I, I think, think that. Tyler's that type of dude. Like, oh, Drew, on the other hand, cut bait and run. They all got the same talk. Yeah. They all got the same talk, A. Hey. Just letting you know, we're going to the portal after the season. Drew Pine was like, all right, let me go pack my stuff.
3: But I think Drew Pine was smart for that. I'll go. Absolutely. Fresh program, Arizona State. They're not winning nothing no time soon, but you got three years to play. They might be good his last year.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. And on top of that, you know. Tyler was just like, let's go. Whoever. But at the
3: same time, you bringing a guy in for what? If I'm Tyler, I'm like, hold on now. You know, I'm the future now. I I just I just did some things to earn in my audition tape to, to make me the preseason number one. But you going out here getting the the best quarterback recruit. Not a not a guy that I can, you know, work with, build off of, and then i play, but a guy that can come in here and is supposed to be quote unquote teaching me something. Mm-hmm. What are y'all trying to say? Because like, like I was thinking, football politically wise, Tyler has to play this next season.
1: Mm.
3: He's got to. If you want to keep that order right, of bringing a Minchie and of bringing a CJ Carr and of having a franchise guy, getting that Ian Book experience type of guy under your belt, a Sam Hartman under your belt. I think that's the best way to build on victory because then you can just add transfers like a Drake May. You just add pieces at that point. So I think that's the right way of doing it. Alabama's doing it, but I do also think that, what are you trying to say? Yeah, it should be a competition, but then again, we're trying to win those next two games. Those next two games are, are, are quarterbacks that have played the whole season, are franchise guys, guys that we believe in, not guys that had to fight tooth and nail just to play and looking over his shoulder. So I think it's it's a little more interesting unless Tyler concedes another year and then tries to battle it out with damn near just as much experience as what Kenny Minchie would be going into. So maybe they do have a plan, but I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, What did they tell Sam Hartman? Sam Hartman watched the game. He was probably like, oh, they probably like this kid, Tyler. He's tough. You know, he does some things differently than me. But Tommy said, I'm good. Was that the conversation? We know Tommy has said it before. He said he's good, left. He probably was like, No, you're you're straight. It's just just window dressing, you know. Just gotta butter the kid up so he stays. Who knows? But no guy, no guy is thinking that had an illustrious career that he did at Wake Forest potentially trying to go to the draft, dropping out of the draft to come to Notre Dame to sit the bench or to play part-time. Now I'm sure Marcus Freeman probably gave him something of a, are you going to have to compete? We're not giving nothing to nobody, which is true, but we know that there's conversations that go otherwise that may have convinced him to come. So, you know, I think there's, Yeah, they they probably let the cat out the bag with bringing somebody in because that's what we need. So how much belief do they really have in Tyler Buckner and his development? And what is the conversations that was had with Sam to get him to commit on his first visit? I don't even think he visited anywhere else. You know, so we'll see how that
1: goes. Left, I you know, I challenge this fan base all the time. I've done it before, right? Like, cause I'm like, understand why morale might be a little bit lower than it should, but I'm glad that video went out with Lou Holtz. You know, I've stood on this platform many a times against Ohio State fans, Michigan fans, Alabama fans. I tell them all the time, "You're right. You want to call us arrogant? You're darn right. You want to call us something else? Okay, we'll be that. We'll be whatever you call us. Cause at the end of the day, we're Notre Dame, and you're not." Period. You can be happy about whatever you're doing. We're Notre Dame. You're not. And you're not about to change the way I feel about my squad, my program. Period. We are so starved at the quarterback position that the reaction to Sam Hartman was like Drake May was walking through the door, bro. Like Bryce Young was about to walk through the door. And it's like, yo, don't – because in my opinion, that's being unfair to him. Like, don't – let him come in because we Notre Dame is about to benefit him just as much as he's about to benefit Notre Dame. Like, you can believe that. Like, this is not a mesh offense. This isn't trying to do everything with A.T. Perry and your receivers. No, there's going to be some weeks where you're going to lean on these three dudes behind you. And the five dudes in front of you. You won't even need to throw for over 150 yards today. Relax. Yeah. Relax. Yes. You don't have to go out there every week and win the game like you had to do against Wake Forest. Notre Dame is about to do for Sam Hartman just yeah. as much as he's going to do for them. Yeah. So you can say, yes, it's a really nice relationship, really good marriage on paper. Wake Forest ain't Notre Dame. Right. Your biggest game every year is Clemson. Right. That's it. And we whoop Clemson. We can talk about the three. You got Clemson, you got USC, and Ohio State, my man. You ain't played in games. You haven't played in games like that? Never. Sam Hartman hasn't played in games like that?
3: Never. Not with the Not with the expectation and the... Everything involved, and you know, he's always played either the underdog position or a guy with no chance.
1: Last I checked, everybody wants to be Notre Dame. Everybody gets up for Notre Dame. Everybody on the schedule. They just play better. They just he, play better.
3: How many, how many times has he experienced a team just playing better just because of who they was? Right? Yeah. You go into games, people expected to blow you out. That's a whole different <laughs> that's a that's a whole different expectation oh, when a team going in there, oh, we play Wake Forest. I'm finna to have stats this game. I'm going to pad the stats. Once again. But then you go in the Notre Dame situation, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, don't lose this game. <laughs> don't go out here just willy-nilly, not prepared, because the stakes are high.
1: Stakes are high, my man. Yeah. Stakes are high. And you can only – no one can tell you about it. You have to experience yeah. it. Yeah. Left, you you tell them, tell them left. It's yeah. nothing, bro. There's nothing like walking out that tunnel, game one against Texas. Nothing like that. You can't you can't get there anywhere else in college football. Yeah. Maybe Michigan, Ohio State. Maybe. But the atmospheres that he's about to walk into, USC. Coming into Notre Dame Stadium with Caleb Williams? Primetime?
3: Ohio State coming in there?
1: Primetime? Sam Hartman's never felt that. He ain't never. But you know who has felt that? Everybody else that's his supporting staff.
3: Yeah, that's why it's like in, it's, in it's the so group right. of players around him. It's a lot easier to deal with when it's
1: there. So Notre Dame is going to help him transition into some things that he has not had the opportunity to experience yet, Real nicely, though.
3: Oh, absolutely. What? You got a great offensive line. You can operate. Just imagine having all that expectation with a, a, a shifty offensive line.
1: Yeah.
3: So you're welcome. So it's like, okay, we set the table. Get busy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lev. to be
3: two games better,
1: man. Yo, LL question of the day before you jumped on. Are all the excuses out the window for Tommy Reese now? Yes. And yes. how much should Notre Dame put up on an average? How many points are you expecting, Lev?
3: I'm expecting 38 or better.
1: You hit my same number on the head. I said 38. A lot of people in the chat were saying 40. they were like, dude. It's
3: your average four. Sam Harden going to New York, if it's that.
1: Tyler just put up forty five with three turnovers, bro.
3: That's a South Carolina team with a bunch of excuses. All them excuses is why we had to put that many. You know, they was crying before the game
1: started. Look, man. I extend, man. I promise you, I'm happy. Because I told them, you know, some people might think, oh, this Cat Sean is throwing cold water on the situation. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just telling people, don't be driving down the street with your brake lines cut. Relax. Okay. Relax. There's some other things you got to do in this transfer portal to secure some things. Now, to you know, secure- we're gonna, yeah, to, we're going to talk about that in the second half of the show. But in order to secure some things, there's some other things that have to be done. Because last I checked, Sam Hartman only plays one way. That's that's right. He only plays one way. How does he change the offense, left? Go ahead and let everybody know the difference between this offense with Tyler and the difference between this offense with Sam Hartman.
3: I think you have a much more mature and open playbook with Sam Hartman. You'll see a lot more uh, concepts and maybe even uh, some heavier play actions, but with Tyler, you're getting the RPOs. You're going to see some of the stuff that's similar, but Sam Hartman can't do as much as Tyler Buckner. So you'll see a more methodical. Uh, some of Sam's favorite plays from Wake Forest probably be in there. But with Tyler Buckner, you'll get much more dynamic uh, play caller hopefully because you have to be uh, more in sync with what Tyler's good at, and that's running the football. So, yeah, he can throw it here and there, but his decision-making on the same plays that Sam Hartman may have are maybe different. Maybe Sam Hartman can sit in there a little longer. Maybe Sam Hartman can work the pocket a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Tyler Buckner's still keen to either throwing it a a semi-great pass to the first read or blowing an open one. So it's definitely you get a lot more variables running the quote-unquote same plays. That's why I'm like, you're not going to run the same plays. We're going to run things that he's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And that's running the football. That's RPOs. That's play action. That's, you know, maybe a few concepts here and there, depending on what the situation is, because he's a guy that's going to call it and haul it. Sam Hartman's maybe a little more particular. It's like getting a, a finesse boxer. He does it a little bit more. It's just not grounded pal as much. So I think with Sam Hartman, you'll see a lot more. Um, Let me get you to the league, please. <laughs> And Caleb Smith's going to be in those plays a lot. (laughs) Running all type of option routes and everything but a go route. So I think you're going to have a variety of different calls. There's a lot more on Tommy's plate this year than it is from last year because Drew's been there. Sam, you're kind of throwing here stuff that he did, stuff that you like, stuff that you want kind of thing. Tyler Buckner's, we got a package of plays that we can roll with and add stuff in there. So it's, it's similar, but not similar, like same beast, beast different, different animal kind of thing. But I think with both of them, like I said, you can win some games. Is Sam going to come more clutch in the games that we really need? It's still yet to be seen because he's never even played at a level like this before. Tyler's played at a level, but he hasn't stayed healthy enough to play uh, enough to be polished to where I'm like, okay, I know he's gonna go in there, control the clock, handle this and that. I'll go in there kind of with my hands, like kind of tight. Like he can he can go in there and blow it when is when we don't need it, or he can go in there and score when we need it the most. So uh definitely a wild card. I would say for Tyler Buckner and for Sam, we just gotta see if he's ready for the next step. Cause I know Notre Dame is the next and closest stepping stone from an all-in-all-inclusive uh schedule and expectation and things that go into getting ready for the nfl and so the expectation for him he's never had before tyler hasn't just has to stay healthy so you get two two interesting uh, ideas
1: lucky lefty podcast thank you so much apple podcast spotify cfb nation in conjunction with irish breakdown it's the lucky lefty podcast you already know Now, I talked about this, and maybe you can dig into it, because you were the guy behind Ev working with Chase and working with the second group of receivers. How does having Tyler and Sam in the spring, how does that elevate the preparation for all of those guys in the wide receiver room that will probably be working with a pretty good quarterback, regardless of who's throwing the ball to them?
3: Well, you know, when you got a guy that of Sam stature coming in is a is a heavy expectation. Oh, we can get off and start rolling, but you know, Tyler's my guy, so we'll see how it goes. So it adds some anxiety. Well, it did for me because I'm coming back into I'm coming back and Ev coming back to school. So it's two whole different type of things. You know, it was a whole different personality. So um, being prepared and getting ready for the season. Uh, it was interesting because I, I stuck closer to the guys that I kind of came into school with. And, you know, some of the older guys I kind of waited towards closer to the season. But it's all about you how you approach it uh, from an individual's perspective. Uh, is Tyler Buckner a off-season you know, workout warrior? Or is he like Shaq? I just get in shape when the season comes. So, you know, you just depend on the type of guy. Now Sam Hartman is coming in, uh, hopefully with his hair on fire a little bit more trying to get familiar with the guys, get used to things. It's more of a natural progression, like a freshman coming into school, except he's a little bit more experienced with uh, what's coming in. So I know they're probably, knowing how both of those guys are probably good upstanding citizens with, uh, you know, little edge on a competitive one-on-one type of level. uh, I think they'll probably work good together, uh, getting the guys out there and throwing the ball around. Uh, I do think Tyler has some killer instinct in him, but it's more so uh, for the game, not more of the competing with the guy in the room, which is interesting. So um, who knows what Sam's personality is like in the room. I know he looks like Drew Pines, so I'm pretty sure him and Tommy uh, got it off great, and Marcus Freeman just wants the right answer.
1: What is going to be the biggest hurdle Sam Hartman to transition from that mesh system to the pro style system, in your your opinion?
3: I think just getting comfortable is one thing to know what's going on, but then being able to rep it and and feel the different nuances of the play against different looks and just knowing your guys that you can really get the timing with, because that's sort of what this offense, you gotta have good time and gotta have uh, you know, be on time with your feet tying your feet to your eyes, all about getting reps uh, for a guy like Sam Hartman. And the more comfortable and confidence you get, I think he'll be able to execute it a lot faster because he's been at this level and played at a pretty high level before. So I think it'll take some adjustment, getting comfortable and confident, but that 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 all varies based on the individual. I think he's confident in himself with what he's done in the past, but you know this is a new level for him. So does he adjust well to that? You can kind of tell in the spring and get closer in the fall.
1: It's going to be interesting. Sam Hartman transfers to Notre Dame. Fan base should be absolutely excited, ecstatic, for how the quarterback room has improved in the last seven days. Like, what has happened with watching Tyler get better and getting Sam Hartman to come in? Like, the quarterback room in Notre Dame looks totally different than it looked just seven days ago. That's something
3: to be. Yeah, and a good about. thing too. Yeah, and, and, and we should expect, you know, us to start games faster and to be more consistent on offense, which means scoring more points. I think the top five scoring offense goal is what should be in the room. It should be as an offensive goal to be top five scoring because we have two capable quarterbacks. It's just the expectation. I mean, think about it. When you're playing for a team like Wake Forest, you're taking the big shots, no sweat, because nobody cares. Hmm. Nobody cares. Right. But when you play in Ohio State at home and that post route's open, you you kind of squeezing your butthole a little tight because you're like, okay, I, I don't want to miss it. That's a whole different experience. It's like, all right, I don't want to choke on the on this easy free throw. But before, hmm. it's like, man, I'm shooting these with my eyes closed. You know, granny shooting it, you know, shooting it behind the back, mm-hmm. throwing it over my head because it's Wake force. They don't even fill up the stadium every game. So it's not a comfortable position to just jump into unless, you know, you got that dog in you. And, um, you know, I think it would be good to see. Now for Tyler Bugner, same thing the same rules apply, but in a different structure because now you got to learn how to play within the game you be going hard in the paint not even Shaq dunking every time you know he might get a layup in there but Tommy I mean Tyler's trying to dunk it every time (laughs) you're not big enough to dunk it every time
1: right absolutely that's a man that's a great analogy right you try dude instead of being Shaq you're more like Zion trying to play a Shaq game At a smaller size, and that's why you end up injured all the time.
3: Yeah, you're injured all the time. You're trying to dunk it every every time? Like, yeah. come on now.
1: Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Well, that does it, man, for this part of the show where we talked about Sam Hartman coming into Notre Dame via the transfer portal, the impact, the difference between him and Tyler offensively, and the expectation for the offense. And no more excuses for Tommy Reese. We thank you so much, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, it's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?